This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket, Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost Game 3 of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Cavaliers to fall into a 3-0 deficit. Um, the Raptors lost on a buzzer beater by LeBron, where LeBron gets the ball inbounded from his own basket, dribbles the length of the court, OG's hounding him, and LeBron puts up a running bank shot floater with his right hand like (laughs) it was like 15 feet around the basket like i don't know man it was a tough shot it was a crazy shot uh and the cavaliers won whoop-de-doo lebron thank you please just go on with your life and stuff but um you know instead of the unlike the other two games the raptors really really showed a lot of heart in this one and it wasn't it was weird right like i mean i didn't watch this game Live, like I watched most of it on replay, uh, you know, but I did see the last five minutes live and I was following along, you know, um, for most of the night just checking the score and stuff. But you know, the the Cavaliers like they they play their usual game, but the Raptors just played completely differently and, and they showed so much heart in this game. And maybe it's because my expectations are already so low that like. I don't know. I was I wasn't that mad about it. Like losing on the buzzer beater, of course, it sucks, right? Like the Raptors really fought back and whatever, you know. But honestly, the fact that the Raptors even fought in this game and played the type of physical game they played tonight, um, I was thrilled with that. Like I was, I loved watching this game. It was incredibly entertaining, uh, and I think the main thing the Raptors did tonight, which was absent really in almost all the other games ever played in the playoffs against LeBron but the Raptors finally figured out that in order to beat LeBron you cannot go around this man you cannot find some weird way to beat his supporting cast not nothing nothing like that you just have to go at LeBron you have to go at LeBron and chances are very good you're going to lose this is like literally the best player of all time I don't know you know whatever you want to compare to Jordan but seriously he's the best player of all time right you cannot skirt this man 
the way the Raptors have tried to. You cannot avoid him the, Rap- the way the Raptors have tried to. You have to go through him. And that's the kind of um, that's the kind of verve uh, and drive that the Pacers played with, and they were so successful with it. The Raptors didn't have that drive in games one and two. And I know game one was close, but a lot of that was LeBron was, really didn't look like himself. Game two, you know, they mentally folded after after halftime and it looked bleak. This game, the Raptors, you know, they took a lot of body blows from the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers were making a couple of shots, you know, here and there. LeBron is obviously excellent, but you know what? The Raptors, like. Short of fighting LeBron, they did everything they could, and and I I like to see I like seeing that man. I really 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 appreciated seeing my team not just mentally fold against LeBron. And again, the bar is kind of low, but this is the kind of effort you need to do against LeBron, right? And the things I'm talking about is like you know defensively, the Raptors threw every single person they had at LeBron, right? It was literally like the NBA Plus meme, the updated one with the. the you know, eight different Raptors going on LeBron, but like Pascal Siakam hounded LeBron, was in his jersey, you know, LeBron at one point just threw his arms up and like tried to dismiss Pascal, but you know, that's because Pascal was on him, like just like a dirty dancing partner, man, just like against his body at all times, and it was great, it was great to see Pascal do that, that's the kind of energy that Pascal needs to bring every single night, and for the most part, he's done that, JV blocked LeBron at the rim, in the second quarter and gave a subtle little finger wag. I liked seeing that. I liked seeing that, you know, OG was just digging into, like, um, digging into James. And, like, this was a very physical game. Like, they allowed a lot of things to go. Um, But, you know, there were times where it was like a wrestling match between OG and LeBron under the rim. And LeBron is... So he has way more strength than even a guy like OG. But OG held his ground. He fought. He grappled through it, and it was it was excellent. I mean, towards the end of the game, the, the Cavaliers' entire game plan was get OG off LeBron and let him LeBron attack a weaker defender in CJ Miles. And you know, CJ was the only guy that wasn't able to play physical with LeBron. CJ just doesn't have that gear whatsoever defensively, and it makes him hard to watch. But Still, I was very proud of OG. I was very proud of Kyle Lowry. Like, there was a play in the fourth quarter where Lowry kind of drove under the rim. Got, you know, LeBron was trying to track him. LeBron fouled him. LeBron kept reaching for the ball. And then Lowry kind of, like, just, you know, held his arm and, like, pulled him down. And, like, you know, you know, threw LeBron to the ground. I'm, I'm putting air quotes there. LeBron kind of, like, exaggerated it and then stood up and acted all tough. Like, man, get the fuck out of here, all right? Just, just get the fuck out of here, all right? But, like, seriously, that attitude by Kyle Lowry to just, like, look at LeBron and not back down, I love that. Obviously, you're going to lose. You're, you're <laughs> Yeah, seriously, obviously, you're going to lose. But, like, don't lose in your head before you actually lose the game of basketball. Like, go at this guy. Even DeMar had back-to-back stops on LeBron in the second quarter. Um, had another play where he kind of stripped him in the third quarter there on a, on a fast break, right? Like, LeBron is coming one-on-one on a fast break with DeMar, and DeMar stopped him. And, like, that's the kind of, like, energy and toughness. And, I, and I'm saying all this, LeBron still had 38 points. But it doesn't matter. Like, that kind of energy, that kind of annoyance. Like, LeBron was clearly annoyed with the Raptors tonight. And LeBron didn't even feel the Raptors in the first two games, man. LeBron, like, in game two, LeBron just spent the whole game trying to do a bunch of weird, wacky fadeaways just for highlights. Like, you can't let LeBron, like, spin the ball in front of Serge. You can't let him sip a beer. You can't let him, you know, get alley-oops off the glass three minutes into the series. No, you have to put your foot down at some point. And even even though the Raptors lost, at least they lost with pride today, man. This looked a lot like the Indiana series tonight. So I'm happy the Raptors did that. And then on offense, I just think that the Raptors need to do more of it. Like, Vlet went at, um, you know, 
uh, LeBron at one point. Um, OG won at LeBron. Oh, LeBron actually flopped, which is just so embarrassing. Like, dude. I mean, whatever. As a Raptors fan, obviously I know embarrassing. But like, seriously, LeBron, really in a game where you're you're, you're controlling it like this, you're gonna flop because a rookie drove at you? What what is that? Luckily, there was no call because seriously, there should have been no call. LeBron flopped. LeBron was upset about it, but you know, LeBron can do whatever he wants, really. But seriously, like, go at LeBron. You cannot go around him. You have to go at him. And in terms of the mental approach of the Raptors today, that was the biggest takeaway: the physicality of this game how enjoyable it was to watch, and the, the amount of times the Cavaliers would pull ahead by 10, 15 points, and it looked like a blowout, and the Raptors were just, they're like, you know what, I don't give a fuck, I'm just going to go and play, I'm just going to go and play and go at them today, and I don't know where that was in game two, I don't know where that was in pretty much all of last year's playoffs, but I'm happy they showed it tonight, and they nearly were rewarded uh, with a win for it, and you know, in terms of just LeBron, I mean, it, Obviously, like, what are you really going to do, right? Like, he when, when he decides, all right, you know what? There's, there's different gears LeBron can get to offensively. But when he gets to the gear where he's like, you know what? I'm going to slow the game down, play mismatch basketball, have one of these, you know, shooters set a screen for me, and I'm going to force a switch onto a weaker defender like CJ Miles and just drive or, you know, just hit random step-back jumpers or threes. Like, there's nothing you can do. But, I mean, at the same time, the Raptors showed a lot of heart today. And, and again, they nearly won this one, well, not nearly, they nearly forced overtime because, um, you know, OG had a personal 5 nothing run um, in the fourth quarter to pull it close. And then he also hit a key three, um, you know, with a couple seconds left in the game, I think eight seconds left um, after he pumped Jeff Green out of the air and, and he just, you know, calmly sunk it. And, you know, in terms of your first star, I mean, there's... I don't know, there's a lot of efforts tonight that you could really credit, but, I mean, OG is definitely the spiritual one. I mean, like, 18 points for OG, including um, three threes and a driving layup in the fourth quarter. So 11 points out of the Raptors' 38 fourth quarter points were from OG. OG, the 18 points, great defense on LeBron, like, as good as you could possibly ask for. I'm thrilled. I'm so, so impressed with this kid's, um, you know, poise and his maturity throughout all the entire season, but especially in the playoffs. Now, he's been phenomenal, and it, it makes me very encouraged about the future. In terms of your second star, um, that's undeniably Kyle Lowry. And look, I've given Kyle Lowry a lot of shit, and I think this season has been a really disappointing one for Kyle, even though I know he's changed his role and everything. But Tonight was kind of like the Kyle Lowry of old, man. Like, the Kyle Lowry of old was relentless. This dude would just go at you nonstop. He would go to the rim. He was fearless. He didn't care what kind of contact he was taking. He was going to get to the rim. He was going to force either a foul call or he was going to get a layup. And tonight, he drove to the rim repeatedly. I loved seeing that about him. This season, a lot of the drives have just not been there for Lowry. Lowry is fearless tonight, man. And look, the Cavaliers don't have shot blockers. So, like, I love seeing that from Lowry. I love seeing him take the the pull-up threes in transition. He had a couple wacky turnovers, but I don't really blame him for that. He never backed down in this game. Like, never. And, you know, if there's one player that you can really hold accountable for the Raptors backing down, a lot of that is Kyle, right? Not tonight. Not tonight. He he played with that FU sort of mode that really set the tone for the rest of the team. And, and honestly, the rest of the team take their cues from their leading guys. And if Kyle and DeMar, sometimes they want to abdicate that responsibility for a while, and the team gets wild, they get wild, 
and you know the Cavaliers run away with it, like in Game Two. This game, Kyle Lowry set the tone, man. I, uh, there, there's so many times where the Cavaliers would hit this huge three. You know, their their crowd was really quiet tonight. I'm not sure why, but you know, like you know, they would start getting into it a little bit, and then Kyle would respond with the three. And I loved seeing that today. I loved, and it wasn't even like the shook kind of threes. I mean, like. I was very impressed with Kyle. I mean, 27 points on 9 of 13 shooting, including 4 of 8 from 3. So all his two-pointers he made, which was incredible because they're all driving layups. Um, I'm thrilled with, with how Kyle Lowry played, and I'm very proud of him. And I'm just, I'm just happy to see him play with this so much vigor. And look, Lowry, is, his numbers in the playoffs have been really great. Like, just, I, I <laughs> they've been good, man. He's shooting like 50% from the field. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, like, Lowry is, whatever, the, the narrative is out of Lowry, whatever, and it, it's going to suck, but, like, he really has not been bad in these in, the, in these playoffs um, in terms of his just on-court production, in terms of when he's produced, obviously, the game four against Washington, and also game pretty much one and two, like, I was a little bit disappointed with him um, in terms of him not stepping up, but today he stepped up, and I was thrilled to see that from him. And then in terms of your third star, there's a couple ways you can go with it. Um, DeMar obviously had a really rough shooting game, although I thought he rebounded nicely and kind of joined the fight. And his activity defensively was good, but he's not getting it. CJ hit a couple threes. Um, but, you know, ultimately it was LeBron scoring him every time. And, you know, what? I'm going to give it to Serge Ibaka, who came off the bench for 11 points and 8 rebounds and 4, uh, four blocks. I, I know, like, uh, look, Serge got benched today. Um, the Raptors went small with Fred, and it didn't really quite work because the Cavaliers were up 16-4 to um, in the first, like, seven minutes of the game. Um, but, like, I think Serge took the, the motion well, and he kind of played with energy finally. And, like, the, the type of things I, I saw from Serge today, it really makes you wonder where they were earlier in the series. But, regardless, I guess you could say that for the rest of the team. But, Serge... Four blocks. That's the first time he's had four blocks in a playoff game since 2014. Shout out to Chris Black for for giving that stat on Twitter. But um, the things that most impressive that most impressed me with Serge was just the fact that like this man was winning defensive rebounds over Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. And Serge Ibaka is generally speaking one of the most inconsistent rebounders they are in the league. Um, he's unreliable, really. Not even inconsistent. He's unreliable at rebounding. Tonight he was fighting with. Love, he was fighting with um, Tristan and just the physicality he showed, and even his like defensive uh, mobility, like was very good. Like I thought he did a pretty good job on Love. Love actually really did went off, but a lot of that was scored against JV. Um, Love had twenty one and sixteen, but I mean when guarded by Ibaka, like Love was okay. He scored like once or twice, but it, it wasn't like you know, I don't know. I thought Ibaka did well on Love, and and I kind of would like to see more of it, but. Regardless, the type of energy we saw from Ibaka tonight, I wish we saw it every single night. And you just know that that's in there with him, and just sometimes it doesn't work. But, yeah, I mean, he completely ate up all of Pirtle's minutes, which is normal. Like, like it was, Pirtle just hasn't been very effective in the playoffs, and it was time to kind of pull the hook on that. So, uh, I, I like the move. I like the move of just um, splitting up Ibaka and Balanchunas, because I feel like that's just a better pairing. Um, you know, but it's hard, just better alignment really because Ibaka wasn't getting any touches there I mean he got a couple touches tonight he hit a couple of jumpers you know <sighs> yeah again you you wish you saw more of this 
you know, in the playoffs with Surge, but at least he snapped out of it. And he didn't take his demotion poorly at all. And I like that about him. There's a professionalism that has to come with that, right? Like, you could you can go one of two ways when you get benched in the playoffs like this. And he responded strong. Just like last, just like when JV got benched, right? Remember in the Milwaukee series? JV responded strong. He was great off the bench against Greg Monroe. And, you know, I thought Ibaka was great off the bench tonight. So, I mean, look, ultimately, all these things happened and the Cavaliers still won the game. I, but, you know what, though? I, I kind of... And again, it speaks to, and I said this earlier, but it really does speak to lowered expectations. But I, I'm almost happy about this, man. I'm happy that the Raptors didn't just lie down and and let the Cavaliers, you know, have their way with whatever they wanted to do on offense or whatever they wanted to do on defense. And LeBron can make all these highlights, whatever. I like that the Raptors took the fight to them. I like the I like there was a satisfaction in seeing LeBron get pissed. It was. It was great to see Lowry just throw LeBron down. Like it was, it was great. Like go at this man, like and show no fear, right? And you can live with the results afterwards. But if you just fold mentally, no one's gonna respect you. And maybe no one still respects the Raptors now. But you know, LeBron had to have a crazy game winner to win this one. Like, and he had to really earn this one. This one's one of those games where if the Raptors play like this in games one and two, LeBron might be tired for game four. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, if you if you play this hard and you lose it to an all-time great, then that's just an all-time great. What can you do? But at least the Raptors learn that you have to go through him instead of around him. Um, and, you know, I guess it's a little bit too late to do anything about it, but I, I like their effort tonight. And then in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, um, you got to give it to Kyle Corbin, man. This man had 18 points on 6 of 8 shooting, including four threes. Uh, and set a bunch of great screens for LeBron. They're letting they're letting them be really physical on these screens. So Kyle's always able to um, introduce a switch uh, with his man, like who, which is CJ. And you know it doesn't really matter. I mean they could try anybody else. LeBron would just screen with whoever else to, to get CJ. It's not about the the screener. It's about the, the guy guarding the screener. But regardless, I mean. Uh, Corver's just deadly, man. You can't give him a, a sliver of airspace. He will just absolutely torch you. And, you know, for the umpteenth time, the Atlanta Hawks traded a protected, traded him to the Cavaliers for protected future first, which is just like, what are you doing? Like, Atlanta, that, that would be like if at the end of all this, we're like, you know what? OG, just go to the Cavs for fun. Just just go to the Cavs. Oh, we'll, we'll take back anti Zizich. Yeah, we'll take that back. Like, that's what it was, right? Like, a, a player demoralizes your franchise. And LeBron has demoralized the city of Atlanta with so many playoff victories. Um, and then after all that, Atlanta decides to, quote, rebuild, which they didn't even do because they let Al Horford walk for nothing. They let Jeff Teague walk for nothing. They um, allowed Paul Millsap to walk for nothing. And then the one guy they were like, oh, we'll trade him because he's about to walk for nothing, is they trade Kyle Korver to the Cavaliers. Great. Give LeBron one of the best shooters ever. So, uh, a big F you to the Hawks for doing that for the umpteenth time. Because why did you... You didn't need to do that. You could have sent him anywhere else, man. You could have sent him anywhere else. And it, what did you even get? Like, what did you get? Is Are the, are the 2019 Hawks going to be better because they drafted, like, I don't know, man, some some scrub at the like at the end of your lottery? Like, who have you even drafted recently? You, you're playing Mike Boonholzer's son and shit. Like, anyway. Um... Yeah, that's a that's a Joe Henderson award, but I don't know, man. I feel I feel all right. I feel all right. And look, uh, the one thing is, Kyle, um, Demar Derozan um, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. 
Um, part of that was because, you know, he was really cold. The other part was the rest of the players were rolling. And you can't really say too much about it. Um, and, and, you know, what he said after the game was, you know, it was extremely hard. You know, you never want to be out there uh, watching, especially the competitor that he is. Um, but he said that was mostly just like, like, you know, mostly it was just he wanted to, he was competitive and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's an issue there. I mean, it is what it is with, with DeMar. And then, honestly, DeMar just didn't have a good game. He was a minus. What was it? Pull up the app here. DeMar was a minus 23. Wow, geez, and a two-point loss. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that you just don't play in that, in that case. And that's completely understandable. I'm sure DeMar understands. But, uh, you know, the team played hard and they lost. If they did this every single night, you can accept it. And even if they learn this lesson a little bit too late, at least they learned this lesson. And it's good. It's a good confidence booster for the young guys, especially OG. So um, I'll be back on Monday to recap Game 4. It'll most likely be the final game of the season for the Raptors. And I know there's there's anger, there's disappointment, there's confusion, whatever. But at the end of all this, no matter how they lose, and it was the same thing last year as well, but... No matter how they lose, you're going to miss it when it's gone. You're, you're really going to miss these guys. And, like, when you look back on this season, especially when more and more time passes and it becomes more and more apparent how great LeBron is, you're going to think, man, like, this is a great year. It really was. Like, it, the ending was really poor, and they're going to keep running up from the same ceiling, and it didn't really ch- impact the bottom line. Although, when you think about it, a two-point loss, a one-point loss, surrounded by, you know, obviously game two is a blowout. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to look back on the season with more positivity. Uh, and especially you're, during the summertime, you're, you're going to really miss this team because summer's long, man. And as much as it sucks to watch the Raptors choke uh, in the playoffs against the Cavaliers, like, I don't know. They're great against everyone else. They really are. They're great against everyone else. It just sucks that we have to keep playing LeBron. So, LeBron, congrats to you and your great career. Just please leave us alone. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone for supporting the podcast. And I'll be back on Monday. And hopefully not for the last time, but also probably for the last time for the Reaction Podcast. Peace. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.